the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Some things grow big and round like pumpkins and even the funny fat cat. But other things grow up and up tall, tall, tall like trees. Stretching high, stretching high, stretching way up to the sky. Look at me, look at me, I'm a tall, tall tree. In the wind, in the wind, see me sway and see me bend. Look at me, look at me, I'm a tall, tall tree. Once upon a long, long time ago,
Accompanied in safety. No enemy dared molest the official who was guarded by the power of the Persian king. His arrival in Jerusalem, however, with a military escort, aroused much curiosity among the people. Who is he anyway? Well, some very important person, no doubt about that. Escorted by the royal guard. Yet from his dress, he himself must not be of royal blood. Well, he certainly must be on an important mission. No doubt of that. But what mission? Nehemiah told no one of his mission. Not even the priests and rulers of Jerusalem. Why are we going out like this at night, Nehemiah, sir? Judah has many bitter and determined enemies, Hananiah. I wish to make a thorough study of the situation and form definite plans before telling the rulers and people that I propose to finish rebuilding Jerusalem and its walls. But why this inspection of the walls at night, during darkness? Soon I shall call a meeting of all the people. When I speak to them, I wish to be able to speak with authority as to the terrible condition of the city and its walls. We will go out by way of the gate of the valley then inspect the walls all the way around Jerusalem and come back in by the same gate. You do not wish to arouse the suspicion of the people, is that it? Partly, yes. But mostly because when I speak to the people on the morrow, I wish to know whereof I speak. I wish to solicit the help of the people, not through the command of the king, but because they want the city and the walls rebuilt. In this way only can the cooperation of the people be secured. In secrecy and silence, Nehemiah completed his circuit of the walls of Jerusalem. Choosing a few men whom he knew to be worthy of confidence, Nehemiah told them of the circumstances that had led him to come to Jerusalem, told them that he wished to rebuild its walls and inner city, and told of the plans he had to accomplish this objective. I speak for all of us, Nehemiah, sir, when I say that we believe your coming here was by providence of God. You can depend on our assistance in whatever way we may be useful. In the morning, call all the people together. With God's help, we shall unite them into one unit and one spirit to clear the inner city of rubble and restore the walls of Jerusalem. nobles and people of Judah. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you a man who has just come from Persia, having served as an officer in the court of King Artaxerxes. 
a fellow Israelite, Nehemiah. I have been here but four days, and already I see the distress of Israel. How Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof burn with fire. Come, people of Israel, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem. We have many enemies and much opposition. It cannot be done. It can be done. We have tried it. Had you been here and witnessed all that happened, you too would know that it cannot be done. I say unto you, it can be done. I am well acquainted with the royal family of Persia and the great and wise men who come to see the king. Jerusalem is a reproach unto them. This must not be allowed to continue. The walls of Jerusalem must be rebuilt and the city once again become a thriving, active and beautiful city. It can be done. We are a reproach and a laughingstock to all about us. We live in shame and fear. You say that once again we can be proud of our country, our people and Jerusalem? If so, how? I say unto you, it can be done. Fellow Israelites, I lived in the royal palace of a distant land. Yet often have I heard the royalty and men of great power and repute discuss Jerusalem and the inhabitants of Judah. They view you as being in dishonor with your God, that you have blasphemed him, that your enemies, though few in number and weak, continually afflict you. My people, beloved of Judah, we are an abomination unto the Lord. As long as this condition exists, he cannot bless us. We agree. But how can the walls of our city be rebuilt? The Lord God of Israel has caused the king of Persia to deal kindly with me. His majesty has given permission and his full cooperation to rebuild the walls of our holy city. The king sent letters to the governors of the provinces this side of the river, directing them to give us all the aid in their power. His majesty has even directed the keeper of his forest at Lebanon to furnish us with all the timber needed to build the wall and the gates of the wall. Now is the opportune time. It can be done. As one of the rulers of Judah, I too say, it can be done. Why not? With God's help, we can build the wall. We need a leader, a director. Who shall it be? Yes, we do need a director. A director who has the blessing of God. One who truly worships and serves God. One who has the ability and faith to build the wall, though obstacles be many and great. And we, rulers, priests, nobles, and the common people, all of us must have faith in this director and be willing to follow him in all things. Nehemiah, let him be our leader! 
lead. Nehemiah shall be our leader. Let us arise and build. The Lord is merciful and gracious. People of Israel, the chosen people of God, I bring good news from His Majesty Artaxerxes, King of Persia. He considers this land a province of Persia, for he has sent me as governor of Judah. It can be done! It shall be done! Lord, live the king! We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Stop.
Thank you. What's the matter with you? What do you mean? You used to love soda. Now all you drink is that stuff that comes out of the faucet. You mean water? Yeah, water. How boring is that? Not boring, healthy. Water isn't loaded with sugar. Hey, a little bit of sugar never hurt anyone. True, but soda doesn't just have a little bit. It has a lot. How much is a lot? Well, take that cola you're drinking. Inside that can is over 10 teaspoons of sugar. 10? In here? Yep. And not only that, you're dumping a bunch of chemicals and preservatives down your throat, too. Your body has to deal with all that junk. Trouble is, when it's trying to protect you from what you're drinking, it has to spend less time helping you build muscles and keeping your organs working properly. Besides, all that sugar is just helping to make people fat. And being fat certainly isn't good for you. That's why I'll just stick with plain old boring but healthy water. How about low sugar sodas? They're okay, right? Well, they do have less sugar, but you're still getting a bunch of chemicals and preservatives. So what do you have against water? It's not manly to sip water. How many macho men do you see sipping water? (laughs) You're 11 years old. Then I want to be a macho kid. So why not be a healthy macho kid? I see your point. I guess being fat and sick isn't macho either, so go ahead and pour me a glass of water. But put it in a dirty glass. You are so weird. 
God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Boys and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 6, Cowboys and Indians. With a look of disappointment written all over his face, Willie soon returned to his friends on the trail. Shorty was right beside him, and Zack rode on the saddle in front of Willie like he was a real cowboy, too. Oh, thank you for finding Zack, Dee Dee said. I was so worried he was gone for good this time. We didn't catch the kidnapper, Willie grumbled, but at least we did find Zack. He must have gotten scared by all the commotion. You weren't really hoping to catch the kidnapper, were you, Willie? Dee Dee asked. I mean, it could have been dangerous. Willie shrugged. Smokey and I can handle anything, he said confidently, patting his horse on the shoulder. Okay, Willie, Shorty said, laying a hand on Willie's shoulder. I admit that you and Smokey make a good team, but it was still dangerous to take up the chase when you didn't know who or what you were chasing. But I do know who I was chasing, Willie argued. I was chasing an Indian. He looked at Dee Dee. You saw him too, didn't you? Dee Dee nodded. I saw someone in the bushes close to Apache. I thought maybe I saw a head with a feather sticking up. Maybe there was an Indian. It is always possible that Apache could have untied himself, Shorty admitted. Dee Dee shook her head. You said that Apache couldn't have gotten loose without help. I don't think someone tried to kidnap Apache, but I think whoever it was untied Apache to distract us while he kidnapped Zack. Didi looked at Shorty. Someone tried to kidnap Zack last night, too. But an Indian, Maria exclaimed. Just because we're riding horses doesn't mean we have to play cowboys and Indians. Willie and I aren't imagining things, and we're not playing cowboys and Indians, Didi argued. Shorty pointed down the trail. Okay, let's not get into an argument. I think it's time we started back, he said. And what's this about an attempted kidnapping last night? As the shoebox kids headed back toward Wild Horse Mountain Retreat, Dee Dee explained how Zack had completely disappeared the night before. Hmm, that sounds mysterious, Shorty said. But he was waiting for us back at the cabins, Dee Dee added. Hmm, very strange. Dee Dee nodded. It is strange, she thought to herself. She studied Shorty's face for a long time. Shorty was Wild Horse Mountain's wrangler, but Dee Dee didn't know how long he had been working there. Does Shorty know who is trying to kidnap Zack? The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 10, Adventure on Wild Horse Mountain, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come.
time of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.